All right, welcome back to Jumble. Uh, I totally forgot to check and see which episode number this will be um, before I started talking, so it'll just be in the description. But uh, the NBA Finals are over. It's Friday. We we took a couple weeks off just to wait till the Finals were over so we could talk about it all. And um, We'll probably go into NFL next week because we haven't ventured into that space in a little while, so that's probably where that'll go. Uh, for a couple of weeks or until Kendall goes back to college. Kendall's not here for this one. Uh, we could not line this one up to work, but you will hear from him next week. I'm just going to cover the NBA Finals by myself. We're just going to talk about, you know, what this kind of means next year for the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. We're going to take an individual look at games one through six um, and just, you know, talk about it. So let's just start off by looking at each team's roster and giving everyone credit for what they accomplished with their respective teams this year because I think both teams have a lot to be proud of and look forward to. Um, for the Golden State Warriors, we'll start with the champs. We got Nemanja Bielitsa, Chris Kishizo, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Jonathan Kuminga, Damian Lee, Kevon Looney, Moses Moody, Gary Payton, uh, Gary Payton II, Jordan Poole, Otto Porter Jr., Clay Thompson, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Quindary Witherspoon, Andrew Wiggins, and even though he didn't play, we'll still give him credit because he is on the roster, uh, James Wiseman. So let's just talk about each of these players and you know what they kind of fit into this team, what they did for the team this year. Uh, Nemanja Bielitsa actually provided some really solid big minutes. Didn't get a lot of time, but it seemed like he was productive in the time that he plays, and he he fits in with the Warriors because he's, he's a good shooter. Chris Kashiza, I, I really don't know if I'm saying that right, Let's not act like any of us know he really even know him. Um, you know, all the credit in the world, you got a championship ring. But ultimately, uh, I don't even know who this is. So I'm assuming he didn't play. Uh, Steph Curry, man. Steph Curry um, is unbelievable. <laughs> Steph Curry is unbelievable. Now he's got four titles. He's got two with KD. He's got two without KD. So I think the KD narrative, you know, of <laughs> – you guys have probably heard it. I, I think it should be watched. He's got as many without KDs. He's got with him. He's got two MVPs. KD has one MVP. Um, then you know he's the best. He's been the best player on a championship team, in my opinion, four times. Um, this is a top ten. If it's not crazy to say a top five player of all time, um, who gets bumped out of that top five? I don't really know. Um, you know, you've got Kobe, Jordan, and LeBron. They're in the top three. Um, I think Kareem is four because he's the all-time points leader. Now, if LeBron passes him, that could change. But um, for now, that's your top four. And then, you know, you just talk about five. You've got Shaq. You've got Kevin Durant. You've got Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Steph Curry. Um, And that's not any particular order. I'm just naming those guys. I think you could say any of those guys are the fourth or fifth best player in the history of the game of basketball. And um, I I don't – think there's anybody that can really be mad about it. I think each of those guys have a legitimate argument to be up there. Um, For top five, that might be controversial to say for Steph. I don't know if he's my number five. I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. Um, But right now, I think undoubtedly that Steph Curry is a top 10 player of all time. Where in the top 10? I don't really know. But whenever I make a list, because I will eventually, He's going to be in the top 10. I just I refuse to not have this guy in my top 10. Uh, Draymond Green kind of struggled throughout the playoffs. Ultimately, though, this is their uh, 
This is their tough guy. You know, every team has to have one. This is theirs. And I don't want to talk about their in-game performance right now because that's what we're going to do when we look at each individual game. But um, crucial player. Andre Godala, I think him just being in the locker room was really important. Happy for him to get another one. They, they just all love him. Jonathan Kuminga didn't get a lot of playing time in the playoffs. However, when he did, brought a lot of energy. Super athletic guy, and I think it's somebody the Warriors are going to really be excited about having in the future years. Damian Lee, congratulations, didn't really do a lot. Uh, Kevon Looney was a great player in this series. Uh, surprised a lot of people, including myself. Uh, just played much bigger than he is. He's only 6'9", but he's playing down there like he's 7'1", at least. Uh, muscling people around, getting boards. Um, I think the Warriors should really be happy about the production they got from Kevon Looney. The only person that should maybe be a little bit concerned about it is James Wiseman, because even when he gets healthy, do they really need James Wiseman? If Kevin Looney's going to play like that, not really. Uh, Moses Moody, same thing as Jonathan Kuminga. Uh, didn't get a lot of playing time, but when he did, looked very composed, played well, um, and did a good job with the minutes he was given. Gary Payton the second, awesome defender. Um, not a lot of people score on this guy. He's 6'3", defends 1 through 5, which is crazy. Um, he made a lot of impact plays, and his counting stats were good as well. I mean, not only just things that don't show up on the box score, his box score stats wasn't bad either, especially in, what was it, game 5, I think? I think it was game 5. Uh, Jordan Poole, um, couple great moments overall. This is probably the player for the Warriors whose performance I was least happy with, to be honest. But, um, you know... A lot, of, a lot of clutch plays, you could say. Otto Porter Jr., I think, is somebody that doesn't get enough credit. Great floor spacer. Uh, not quite as good a passer as Draymond out of that four spot, but he is a good ball passer, ball share, however you want to say it. Uh, Clay Thompson, just being the threat of Clay Thompson is good. A couple of games he didn't shoot as well as you'd want him to. Ultimately, though, I think he did play well. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, congratulations. Not a lot of PT. Uh, Quindary Witherspoon, congratulations. Not a lot of PT. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, awesome. Um, <laughs> second best player in the series, man. This, I, I think he led rebounds for the Warriors overall in the series, which is crazy because um, he's a small forward, and he produced some points for him. Like, this was a great player for them in this series. Um, I think he surprised a lot of people. I think he surprised me. Um, I've never thought he was a bum, like people have said. You know, he's a bust. And did he live up to his pot potential or his hype as the number one pick? Not really, no. But... You know, what he did is prove, like, listen, boys, I can be the second-best player on a championship team. Now, do they have Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, who are the second- and third-best players on the team? Yes, they do. But in this series, it was Andrew Wiggins. And I think a lot of teams should be excited about what Andrew Wiggins can do for their franchise. And, again, James Wiseman, congratulations. Not I can't even say not a lot of PT. Not any PT. He ain't play. Um, I really don't know what his deal is. I actually think James Wiseman is really good, but I... It's tough. Um, and then congratulations to Coach Steve Kerr, who you guys know that I love. Um, I loved last night with a minute to go after the game was, you know, it was over. Um, he put in Iggy. And like I said, Iggy, he, he did play. He didn't get a ton of playing time, but he played. Um, just to let Andre Iguodala relish that, you know, be a, feel like he's a part of that, be on the court for the closing moments. And Andre Iguodala is some someone who's been there for those championships. And to get him back on the team, get him another one, and put him in the game just to enjoy that feeling, maybe for the last time, because I think this is going to be Iggy's last year, and I wouldn't let him a bit. I'd go out on the championship. But um, big, big nod to Steve Kerr about that. I, I watched the game with Kendall last night, and 
I, I was telling, I, I just love that move from Steve Kerr. Um, I think Steve Kerr not only is he a great coach, I just think he's a good dude. Um, and that was a really classy veteran coach cool move. I I think that was a great thing for Steve Kerr to do. So that is the Warriors roster. Congratulations to the 2022 NBA champions and now on to the Boston Celtics. Starting off by just reading the roster, um, we got Jalen Brown, Malik Fitz, Sam Hauser, Al Horford, Luke Cornett, Jawan Morgan, Aaron Neesmith, Peyton Pritchard, Matt Ryan, Marcus Smart, Nick Stauskas, Jason Tatum, Daniel Tice, uh, Brodick, Thomas, I don't really know how to say that, but just just the first name. Thomas is definitely the last name. But um, Derek White, Grant Williams, and Robert Williams. Starting off, going through their roster, Jalen Brown is the first player to mention. Um, a lot of people are going to say Al Horford was the best player in the series just because he is so beloved, and he did play so well. Um, but ultimately, Jalen Brown was the best player um, in this series. And um, I will say... So, Kendall and Randall, as you know, are Celtics fans. And I told them that stat that um, Jason Tatum had set the record for most turnovers in the playoffs. And I'm going to tell you that number when we get to Jason Tatum. Um, but Jalen Brown had 73 uh, in the playoffs, which I will say is a lot less than Tatum. But just in the finals, man, he had, let's see, where'd it go? Uh, four plus two is six, plus two is eight, plus two is ten, plus five is fifteen. He had 20 turnovers in six games. Um, no less than two a night, and he had five in the last two games. Um, you definitely want to see him being a little more careful with the ball. Um, something about him, he does not look comfortable being a primary ball handler, which is unfortunate because you kind of need him to be um, when JT's having these off nights. Or, just to be frank, off series. Um, you need him to be more comfortable having the ball in his hands, and he's just he's not. Um Something to improve upon. Hopefully that gets worked on in the offseason because I actually um, I do like Jalen Brown, one of my favorite players on, on the Celtics. Next, congratulations to Malik Fitz on your finals run. Sam Hosier, congratulations on your finals run. Al Horford, man, <laughs> amazing. He played great. Um, I wish he would have shot the ball more, man. That's the only thing. Um, I, he should have shot more. He, he was the most consistent player. you got to shoot more, Al. Um, but ultimately, anchored him great defensively, um, great offensively, and he played great. Um, if he shot more, he probably would have been the best player in this series. But didn't go that way. Uh, Luke Cornett kept the Knicks streak alive. That's about it. Jawan Morgan, I have no idea who you are. I'm sorry. Aaron Neesmith with some garbage time minutes. Congratulations. Peyton Pritchard. If you guys don't know, I can't stand Peyton Pritchard. So, uh no, I'm not. No credit for Peyton Pritchard at all. Um, sorry. But, uh, Matt Ryan, congratulations on your finals run. Uh, Marcus Smart uh, is kind of getting flamed for his defense on Steph Curry. Ultimately, it's Steph Curry, man. Um, <laughs> I think he played fine. Uh, I, I really don't have any Marcus Smart slander. Does it maybe have something to do with the fact that he's one of my favorite players in the NBA? Probably, but ultimately I think he actually played fine. Uh, Nick Stauskas, congrats. Jason Tatum, man. Oh, my God. Um, people were comparing him to KD before the finals. Like, has he taken over KD's spot as this great small forward? Is he going to be the next up? And he, he looked great. Um, What happened? <laughs> I just don't know, man. I don't. Um, shaky finals performance, you could say. Um, Didn't shoot the ball well. Didn't do much of anything well. Um, didn't have any major problems with defense, I guess. Um, 100 turnovers. 
first player ever with 100 turnovers in a single playoff series. Um, that's a lot, dude. That's a lot of turnovers. Uh, I, that's a lot of turnovers. Um, and and here's here's the main problem I have with it. He, and this is an argument to be made. I will say, when you talk about the primary ball handler, you can look at most teams and easily identify who that is. Right, Golden State, Steph Curry's primary ball handler. Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul's the primary ball handler. Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant is the primary ball handler. Now, what you're noticing is I'm naming point guards because that's your primary ball handler. The Celtics don't really have one. Um, they don't really have a point guard. Like, the only true point guard they have on their roster that just can't play anything else but point guard is Peyton Pritchard, and he sucks. So, you know, I know they run – Marcus Smart at point guard, and he's listed as a point guard. He's played two his whole career. He's not a primary ball handler. We've already talked about Jalen Brown, and really a, a lot of their offense does run through Jason Tatum, but he's a small forward, so it's so hard to call him a, a primary ball handler, especially when you have 100 turnovers and you're playing small forward. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I think the number one – like, I look at this roster, right? They got centers. They got power forwards. They got Jason Tatum. They got Jalen Brown. They got Mark Smart. Y'all got to get a point guard, man. Uh, bump Tatum down to the four. Bump Brown down to the three. Stick Marcus Smart back where he belongs. Get you a point guard. Um, this team missed Kimball Walker. Uh, I, you know, he wasn't what they thought he was going to be. But he would have he would have helped out a lot. I genuinely believe that. Uh, Daniel Tice played well in the minutes he got. Broderick Thomas, congrats on your finals run, brother. Uh, Derek Thomas... Or sorry, not Derek Thomas. I was still looking at the other guy before him. Derek White. Um, huge game one. I thought he was the best player in game one. He had some great shots, and then he just kind of went back to being Derek White. You know, you can't expect 25 on, like, six for eight three-point shooting from Derek White every game, something close to that. Um, you, you can't. Um, he played well with the minutes he got, but ultimately, you know, I think a lot of people were disappointed in him because of that game one performance. And it's like, why didn't you do that? And it's like, because it's Derek White. And he is a good player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Derek White sucks or anything. I think he's a great player, and I thought it was a great addition for the Celtics when they got him for Jason Richardson. But he overachieved in game one, and I don't think you can hold that against him in the rest of the series. He did what he was brought in to do, and just not a lot more. Grant Williams, a second-round pick. I never thought this guy would play in the NBA, um, and he proved to be a really good rotational piece for the Celtics. Um, honestly, that's the player that I think deserves more credit than anybody. This guy oh, excuse me, is making $2.6 billion, uh, <laughs> which, you know, is a lot of money, but in NBA money, you guys know it's not. Um, and he proved to be a great piece. I was shocked with how well he played. Um, great, great, great playoff series from Grant Williams. Really stepped up when they needed him. Um, Robert Williams played hurt, had five blocks in a closing game. Um, He played well, really. He's, he's undersized. He's 6'9", by the way. Playing the way he does, um, he played great. And then Coach Ime Udoka, I really hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, I don't mean to – what's the word? I don't mean to botch it, maybe is the word I'm looking for. Uh, this is his first year as a head coach, man, and he got his team to the finals. How much did Ime Udoka, Udoka have to do with that? I don't know. I really don't know how much head coaches matter. I, I That's something I've always contemplated. Like, it's hard to say that having Greg Popovich on your sideline doesn't matter, but – does it really? And, and that's not a discussion I'm trying to have in this episode. 
But if it does have something to do with it, then this guy is going to be a really good coach for a long time because he brought a team to the finals in his first year as a head coach. I don't know how many people have done that, but I would assume it's not a lot. <laughs> I, I would assume it's not a lot. Um, so let's let's talk about what these teams have next year. Then we're going to go by each game, then look at the series as a whole and compare the, the total numbers. So the Golden State Warriors, uh, they have this whole team under contract. Next, Oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong year. Uh, so here's who they have under contract for next year. So here's what we're going to see coming back, and then we'll talk about you know what they should do with the people that aren't or might not be coming back. Steph is back. Clay is back. Wiggs is back. Draymond's back. James Wiseman's back. Kuminga's back. Kevon Looney is not under contract next year. Now here's where this becomes a problem. The Warriors got a lot of money tied up right now. Steph is getting $48 million. Clay's getting $40 million. Wiggs is getting $33 million. Draymond's getting $25 million, and they all deserve that money, by the way. I'm not saying they don't. But Kevon Looney right now is getting $5.1 million. He's going to get at least $10 million next year. Um, He's going to get $10 million next year. So uh, can they afford him? I hope so because he played great for him, but we'll see. Uh, Iggy is not under contract. I I expect him to retire. Otto Porter, 2.3 mil, played great. He's getting he's gonna get 10 or 15 mil, honestly. So can they afford him? Probably not. And then the biggest one that's not gonna be good for them. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, they do have Jordan Poole under contract for one more year. Uh then Nemanja Bialitsa, not under contract. And really the only one left that matters is Gary Payton is only making 1.9 million. He probably going to get about 8 to $10 million next year, too. So can they afford these guys? I don't know. They're bringing their core guys back. But uh, Kevon Looney, Gary Payton, and Otto Porter up for contracts, and that could be a problem. Uh, as far as Boston, let's look here. Um, Tatum under contract, Horford under contract. Oh, my God. Uh, they're, boys, they're, they're all rosters on contract. Uh, the only guys they ain't bringing back – is Matt Ryan, Broderick Thomas, Nick Stauskas, and Luke Cornett. Every single other player on this roster is under contract for Boston next year, so they're going to get Grant Williams back, Robert Williams back, Daniel Tice back, Marcus, Derek, Jalen, Al, and Jason Tatum. Basically meaning this is going to be the same team next year. They might win championship. They might win championship. Um, that's, that's really promising for Boston. So let's look at each game and, you know, then we'll compare the total stats at the end. So game one, we're just going to go down each roster, talk about the box score. Uh, Jason Tatum, 3 of 17, 1 for 5 from 3, uh, 5 total rebounds, and 13 assists. Ultimately, didn't play that bad. Total 12 points, by the way, because um, the 13 assists. Shooting percentage, atrocious. You know, there's the old saying that shooters shoot – and Kobe has, you know, been on record. My favorite player, by the way, which you guys probably know, uh, has been on record saying he'd rather go, uh, what was it, like 10 for 50 as opposed to 1 for 10 because he's going to keep shooting. Um, I don't want to argue with Kobe. I don't. But uh, some nights, in my opinion, you you just got to realize, man, it is not my night. And Tatum just never really came to the realization that it was not his night. Uh, you got to stop shooting, man. Um, that's four. Now, wh- at what point do you stop shooting? I don't know. But that is 14 extra shots that Al Horford with 26 or Derek White with 21 could have shot. You might, you might want to pass. Uh, <laughs> Al Horford in this game was incredible. Six for eight from three. 
uh, pulled down six boards, and finished with 26 points. That was a great game for him. Robert Williams, kind of a typical Robert Williams stat line, eight and six, not bad. Marcus Smart, 18 points, four of seven, three-point shooting, came up big in the fourth quarter. Great game from him. Uh, Jalen Brown came up big in the fourth quarter in this game, uh, hit two threes. He was two for eight from three, both in the fourth, 10 for 23 total with 24 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Um, he played well. He played really well. Uh, Grant Williams had one of his worst games, um, 0 for 2 from the field, three rebounds, three assists. That's pretty much it, no points. Um, and the other guy worth mentioning here, two, well, two, two more guys worth to mention. Uh, one, again, like I said earlier, Derek White, 6 for 11 total, 5 for 8 from 3, 21 points. Uh, highest plus minus on the team with a plus 25. Like I said, he overachieved in this game. You can't expect Derek White to do that every game. Did he play well? Yes. Was that extremely useful? Yes. But he's not going to do that every game. Um, and then Peyton Pritchard was 16 minutes, um, 3 of 4, 2 for 3 from 3 with 8 points. What I've always said about Peyton Pritchard is this. When you see Peyton Pritchard in a game, that's telling you that the Boston Celtics are desperate because he can shoot. I can credit for that. He can shoot. I mean, let's just let's break this down in the most basic way I can. If you see a small white guy on an NBA court, he can shoot. Because if he couldn't, he wouldn't be there. So what that always tells me is they really just need somebody to hit a three. They're desperate for a you know a go ahead bucket, a big crowd raiser. Um, and that's what they were going for with him playing there. And despite the fact that they won this game, that was a, a kind of a sign to me that they they were lacking a little bit. So let's talk about the Warriors. Um, Draymond played like garbage this game. 2 for 12, 0 for 4, uh, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and 4 points. Stat line is not bad, but the shooting percentage, again. For one, Draymond doesn't shoot that much in general. Got to realize they're not going in tonight. Um, Wiggs played great. Uh... 8 for 15 in total, uh, 5 boards, 20 points. Really good game for Wiggs. Kevon Looney, uh, 4 points with 9 boards. The boards are what's important there. Steph here, I think this is the game he had 21 in the first quarter and then ended up with 34. Um, ultimately, he played great. Would have liked to have seen him shot more. Uh, Clay Thompson, 3 for 7, 15 points. Played fine. Um I, that's, I mean, really, I mean, other people, there's nobody else worth mentioning. Poole went 2 for 7. Uh, Otto Porter went four for five, actually played great, 12 points. Um, again, it's another instance. You lose by 12 of this game, you got to shoot it more, man. Um, pull that thing. Let it rip. If you're hitting, keep shooting. Like, shoot fire. Like, I mean, I understand that they do have Steph on a team who is the greatest shooter of all time with no question whatsoever, but if Steph's not making them and you are, strap that thing. Let's see it. Like, get shoot it. But – Ultimately, which, by the way, I'll, I'll mention this. Uh, Dad was always talking about, you know, everybody when you record has something they say repeatedly, like over and over and over and over and over again. Um, Dad's is you know. When he's talking, he says you know, like a lot. I, I don't know what Kindle's is. I've never really picked up on it. I might try that the next time we record an episode. I have found that mine is ultimately. I say that stuff so much, so I apologize for that, but that's just that's my thing. Um Game two, Tatum, uh, six point. Sorry, not six points. <laughs> six rebounds, three assists, twenty-eight points, eight for nineteen. Got to shoot better, man. And this is what I'm talking about without Horford. Four shot attempts, bro. Come on, you got to shoot the ball more. Uh, Robert Williams didn't play great. Uh, Marcus Smart didn't play well at all. 
Uh, Jalen didn't play well at all. Really, I don't even want to talk about this. They got they got pounded this game. This is the game where Jordan Poole hit the half court, 107-88. Uh, it was never close. Like, I know it's 107-88, which is basically a 20-point game. It was basically a 30- and 40-point game the whole way through. This was never close. Um, <laughs> the Celtics were never going to win this game. Um, so we'll just talk more about the Warriors this game. Uh, Draymond realized, oh, man, my shot's off. Only shot three times. Had five boards, seven assists, still on a block with nine points. That's a good Draymond game, if you ask me. Uh, Wiggs probably had his worst game of the series here, going four for 12. But he did have six boards, two assists, still ended with 11. Kevon Looney with 12. Uh, Steph. My second oh, I'm getting an ad from the stat sheet I'm looking at. How can I make that be quiet? There we go. I just turned the volume down. Sorry about that. That was an ad from the ESPN uh, website. But anyway, Steph Curry with 29. Clay with 11, who had an off game. One for eight, four of 19. And yet they still won by 20 points, basically. Um, and Jordan Poole had one of his better games with 17, 5 for 9, 6 for 14 total. This was a blowout. There's not a lot of need to spend a ton of time on game two. Which brings us right into game three. Um, it's weird to think about how this was actually a pretty close series. And game three is the last game Boston won. Um, four through six was all Golden State. But uh, anyways, game three. Oh, I'm on game four. No wonder that looks wrong. Uh, this is a 116-100 to 100 Boston Celtics win. We see Steph put up 31 here on 6-for-11 shooting. Clay 5-for-13, but with 25. Wiggs with 18, pulling down 7 rebounds. Um, and then everybody off the bench was not great. Uh, let's see. Jordan Poole had 10 off the bench. That was the best bench performance. Then the Celtics this game. Tatum continues to struggle. He did have 26 points, but... When you shoot 9 of 23, shoot the ball 23 times, you probably should have about that much, but maybe a little more. Uh, the two guys here that have won this game for Boston were Marcus Smart, 8 of 17 with 24 points, played a great game, along with, let's see, where did it go? Uh, five turnovers, unfortunately, there, but five assists with seven boards for Marcus. And best player of this game, with 27 points, 9 of 16 shooting, you have Jalen Brown. Moving on to game four. Four. Um, we probably won't spend a lot of time in these games. I really want to look at the the overwhelming, like the complete series stats. Uh, we see what many would call a Steph Curry legacy game here. Win by 10. Steph drops 43. Clay with 18 on 40%. Three-point shooting. Wiggs with 17 and 16 rebounds, which is nuts. And as I mentioned earlier, oh, nope, wrong game. It's the next game. Uh, let's look at Boston real quick. Go to the next game. Uh, Tatum with 23 on 23 shots, and Jalen Brown with 21 on 19 shots. Derek White was 4 of 12, but had 16, and that brings us to game 5. Uh, let's see, why is it not showing me? Ah, right, box score. It wants to tell me the recap. I watched the game. I don't need the recap. Uh, Tatum here, 27 on 20 shots. Marcus, 20 on 15 shots. Jalen, 18 on 18 shots. Uh, then you look at the Warriors. It's another 10-point win, by the way. This is the game where I said Gary Payton was huge. A, a 16 plus minus plus 16, 15 boards, three steals, five rebounds. Great game. And then Clay had 21. Steph struggled, went 0 of 9, 7 of 22, had 16 points, but at least had eight assists along with four boards and two steals. And uh, Wiggins coming up big in this game with 26, 13 rebounds. Did not hit a three all night, but played very efficiently. And Draymond had a Draymond game. 8, 6, and 7 for Draymond. Great game. Closeout game. 
clearly Steph had an amazing game with 34, 6 from 11 shooting uh, from the three-point line. Clay went 2 of 8, had 12 points. I really think Draymond was the player of this game. He was just out hustling everybody. I mean, it, it seemed like every far rebound he got was making the extra pass every possession. 12 points, 2 blocks, 2 steals, 8 assists, 12 rebounds. That's a heck of a game, folks. That is a heck of a game. He played amazing. And they just closed him out. You see down here, you've got Tatum, 6 of 18, and then close that game with 13. Jalen Brown played well, 12 of 23 with 34 points. Horford played well. He needs to shoot more. Only shot eight times, had 19 points. Robert Williams played great with five blocks and 10 points. And that's pretty much it. Um, it... <laughs> Just wasn't a good game. Uh, then the team comparison stats. So here's for the all-series. Uh, the Golden State Warriors averaged 104.8 points. Boston averaged 100.8. The Golden State Warriors averaged 41.7 rebounds a game. Boston averaged 43.2. Golden State averaged 23.5 assists a game. And the Celtics averaged 25.3. The Warriors averaged 10.3 steals a game, which is great as opposed to Boston with 6.2. The Warriors had 4.5 blocks a game, and Boston had 6. The Warriors averaged 13.8 turnovers a game. Boston was 16.8. The Warriors shot 44% from the field. Boston shot 43.5. Golden State shot 36.7 from three. Boston was actually above 40% at 40.8. And Golden State at the free throw line was 80.7%, and Boston was 74.8. So the last thing to look at is the stat leaders and everybody's individual stats. Uh, Steph was the Warriors leader in points with 31.2. Jalen was for the Celtics with 23.5. Rebounds for the Warriors was Wiggins with 8.8. Rebounds for the Celtics was Al Horford with 8.5. Assist for the Warriors was Draymond Green with 6.2. And for the Celtics, Jason Tatum with an even 7. Blocks for the Warriors was Andrew Wiggins with 8.5. For the Celtics, Robert Williams with 2.8. That's really good. So for the series stats, I'm going to pick – I'm not going to name everybody's. I'm just going to tell you everybody's who I think is important. I was going to try to select a certain amount of players and just do theirs, but that doesn't really work. So for the Warriors, Steph, 31.2, two steals a game, five assists, and six rebounds. And even with the 0-9 three-point shooting game, shot 43.7% from the three-point line in this series. That's crazy after going over 9 to still do that well. Wiggins, 18.3 points a game, a block and a half, a steal and a half, 2.2 turnovers, and 8.8 rebounds. Clay Thompson, 17 points a game. Uh, let's see where I lost the assist. Ah, 17 points a game, two assists, three rebounds. Didn't shoot great from three, 35%, but. Ah. And then Draymond averaged 6.2 points, uh, 0.7. Blocks, 1.7 steals, 6.2 assists, and 8 rebounds. And Kevon Looney, let's see, I'm just curious how many rebounds he averaged. 7.5. And, and then for the Celtics, we're going to do Al Horford, Tatum, and Brown. Uh, Brown had 23.5 points a game, 3.7 assists, 7.3 rebounds. Tatum had 21.5 points. Uh, seven assists and 6.8 turnovers. And Al Horford, 12.5 points. Uh, um, five, oh, no, 2.8 assists and 8.5 rebounds. 
Al Horford, this is what I'm saying when I say he needs to shoot more, shot 62.5% from three. That's unheard of. That is crazy. Gotta shoot more, dude. Uh, And then for turnovers, just because we talked about this, um, Boston had a turnover problem. Marcus Smart averaged 3.2 in this series. Tatum averaged 3.8. And Brown averaged 3.3. It's not good, folks. So that's going to recap the NBA Finals for us. That's... That's it. Um, sad to say that basketball is over till about October. Makes me sad. I love basketball. I'm, I'm ready for it to be back, even though it just ended yesterday. But uh, next week, the NFL, um, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors and their fourth championship in recent years. And especially congratulations to Steph Curry. I love Steph. Uh, congrats on your finals MVP, getting that fourth ring. And Really, I, it's hard to say really cementing yourself as an all-time great because he already did. But let's say congratulations on adding on to your resume and congratulations to the Boston Celtics. It was a good run. Uh, there was a point in the season where they were the 12 seed in the Eastern Conference out of the playoffs, and then somewhere around All-Star break, they were 24-24, and and they beat the reigning champions and took the Golden State Warriors, one of the most historically great franchises in the last decade, to six games. So... Props. It was a really good season for Boston. They should be proud of themselves. And they're bringing back the whole roster next year, so they are to get ready to run it back. Congratulations to Mbaye Doka on a great first season. And I'm excited to see what they can do next year, see if they can make a run at it. I think they've got a really good chance. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. I'll see you next week. That's the NBA Finals recap. Golden State Warriors take the championship for 2022.